Hello and welcome back to our series on understanding things from God's perspective and being after God's heart. So in our previous message, we talked about understanding things from God's perspective. And that's what we will continue to talk about for the rest of this series and really just understanding God's heart and things from his perspective so that we can be after God's heart and he can really truly understand God's wants and desires for us and not our own wants and desires for ourselves. So we're about to deep dive into the next part of this series in our second episode. So we're about to deep dive into the second part of this series. And this time we're going to talk about God's plans, his promises, and the fulfillment of those promises. So first we're going to talk about the true meaning of Alpha and Omega. So if you've heard people say that Alpha and Omega, we can look at it logically, you know, the Greek alphabet, Alpha is the beginning and Omega is the end. And we can see that when God calls himself the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, what we understand that by, you know, we can actually look deeper into that to understand what the true meaning of that really is and what God actually means when he says that he is the Alpha and the Omega and what we should think about when we call him that as well. So let's first take a look at Revelations chapter 1 verse 8. In this verse, it says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. So in that verse, we see that this is what we have faith in, that God is the beginning, the, the end, the Almighty, the everlasting. And so we want to take a look and see what God really means by that. We can take a look through this Bible and see all of the times where God has promised something and he has fulfilled it. Every single time there was a prophecy, there was a promise, a plan given by God, it is always seen to completion. And as we mentioned last time again, you know, he's not man that he changes his mind or he says something and doesn't do it. God is true. He's faithful. Everything that he says he will do, he will do it. And we have faith in that. And so that's what we're clinging on to and that's what we're hoping for. And so when we go further into this, we can definitely take a look deeper to really see the true meaning of Alpha and Omega at the beginning and the end of the fulfillment and the prophecies as well. Now let's talk about God's plans, his promises. So we can take a look at one of the more popular verses that you may have heard of, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. And that says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And that's a very, very common verse. People like to quote it because it really talks about God's plans. He has great plans for you and it gives you an expected end. That's the completion part. That's the finished aspect of it as well. And in this verse, we see that there's a plan, the hope, the future, and then there's an expected end, which is always that completed uh, aspect. That's completion, that expected end, the finish and the fulfillment of the plan that God has. And God's plans, they can be prophecies, they can be promises, but those are always come to an expected end, the desired fulfillment that God always has for those plans. One important thing to know is that when looking at these verses, we always try to put it in the perspective of ourselves, but we can't put our own plans in there. We need to really think about God's plans and what his wishes, what his desires, what his promises are for us from his perspective, and not just what we can get out of it, just the blessings and 
uh, what we can get here on this earth, but really the promises and the prophecies from God about what he desires for us, not what we desire for ourselves. We can also see in the scripture that it's very consistent. There's a beginning, there's an end, there's plans, there's promises, there's prophecies, and then there's also the fulfillment of those prophecies as well. We can take a look at the fulfillment side. Now here in Luke chapter 24, verse 44, and that verse says, and he said unto them that he meeting Jesus, these are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you, that all these things might be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. And in that verse, it's just Jesus actually speaking about how it was already written in all of these verses, in the laws, in the Psalms, in the words of the prophets showing the things that concern Jesus. Now, as I mentioned before, we don't actually see the name Jesus in the Old Testament. We don't see Isaiah writing Jesus, Jesus anywhere, but we see what he wrote. He was writing concerning the life of Jesus. And when Jesus came, he was the fulfillment of those prophecies, those plans. And so it's so important that we can take a look back at the Old Testament and see all the ways and all the areas that Jesus was prophesied. And when he came in the New Testament, we can see that promise, that prophecy fulfilled. So we can take a look at some of these prophecies and some of these promises and some of the words that were spoken and that were fulfilled during Jesus's life as he was here on this earth. So in Psalms 22 verse 18, we see the verse says, they part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. And then in Psalm 69 verse 21, it actually says, they gave me also gall for my meat and in my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Now, it's so interesting because David didn't write the name Jesus, but he was actually almost prophesying these things that he had written in the Psalms. And we see those things actually fulfilled during Jesus's time in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the New Testament. So we can actually take a look at the New Testament to see exactly where those things which were written hundreds of years prior to that, we can see it actually fulfilled in the New Testament. And we can see in Matthew chapter 27, verses 35, we see it says, and they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And we see that exact same thing, that same thing that was written in Psalms. We see that right here in Matthew, the fulfillment of those same words. In John chapter 19, verses 29 and 30, we can actually see, again, the fulfillment of the plans that God had already ordained. In verse 29, it says, Now there was a set, a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon his up and put it into his mouth. In verse 30, it says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Then in verse 29, we again see the same thing that was wrote, written in Psalms, where it says they gave him vinegar to drink. That's exactly what happened right here. We can see it again fulfilled in Jesus's life in the Bible. In these two verses, as we saw in Psalms, the exact same thing that was written, they gave me vinegar to drink, that exact thing was fulfilled right here in the New Testament, we can see. Now, when Jesus said, it is finished, 
and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. That is actually the finishing of the plan, finishing of the prophecy of Jesus coming to die for our sins and then being raised up again. And so after they gave him the vinegar, after they cast his lots, all these plans that had been already ordained by God, as we had mentioned, those things were already fulfilled through Jesus's life. It is finished. That plan, that prophecy that was already said hundreds of years ago, it is finished. It was fulfilled. As we said, everything that God says that is going to happen will happen. And we see it right here from the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament. So it's just so amazing, just an amazing grace that God has to be so such a faithful God. And that's something that we can definitely take as a new perspective and just, wow, God, you're so faithful. And we can just take a look at that and see, wow, everything that God says he will do, everything he says that will happen, we have faith that it will happen because we have so many examples as well in the Bible of this exact same thing, the promise, the plan, the prophecy, and the fulfillment of those plans as well. That is what we mean when we say God is an Alpha and Omega God, the beginning and the end. Every plan, every promise, every prophecy that comes into fruition, it always comes to an expected end. It is always fulfilled. As we've been talking about that ministry of reconciliation all the way from the beginning, that very beginning story, and we had eternal life, but we lost it. And all the way to the end of this plan, this promise for us to have eternal life once again, if we continue to follow after God's heart and chase after him with all of ours, and then we can get to the end, the fulfillment of of those plans, those promises that God has for us, the Omega. That is what we mean when we say our Lord, our God, he is the Alpha and the Omega. Every single plan and promise that he has for us, it is always ended to completion, the Omega. That's the end. And that's what we're waiting on and expectancy and we're looking forward to, eternal life with him. And finally, it's important to know as we see throughout the Bible, all of these plans and promises that God has given and said that will happen or that have already happened, we often as humans, we think really limited. We think about what is going to happen here on this earth. But what we also need to do is start shifting our perspective to thinking about what God wants for us not only on this earth, but outside of this earth as well. And that is the salvation and the eternal life with him that we've been talking about. So that's something that we are looking forward to and just spending eternal life with him. And of course, that relates back big picture about the whole ministry of reconciliation that we've been talking about and the big picture, which is the first um, eternal life that we lost and now all through reconciling and going through that journey of reconciliation so we can finally get that eternal life back and be with God forever. And so that's what we're waiting for. That's where we're looking forward to. But we have a part to play as well. As we mentioned, we have to do our part to prioritize our Lord, our God, and put him first in everything that we do and really just chase after his art with all of ours so that we can then look forward to eternal life with him. So we're going to dive a little bit deeper into God's name when we talk about that name, the Alpha and the Omega, a little bit more in our next session. Thank you.